Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by the first lady of the Couch Potato Podcast, Jen, as her and I run down our top five essential movies that we watch during Halloween season. And then from those lists, we give to you the ultimate Couch Potato Podcast essential Halloween viewing list for you guys to check out before Halloween, which by the time this episode drops, which should be Thursday night, you'll have the weekend to be able to sit down and enjoy some of these movies. So after the guitar riff, Jen joins the Couch Potato Podcast to run down the essential Halloween viewing list. Well, thanks for coming back and joining me uh, tonight. You're kind of like the, in case of an emergency, break glass when I need like a co-host and a pinch. Well, considering that I live with you, it makes sense. But um, so are you trying to say that I'm your last resort? No, just whenever I have like, if I need somebody in a pinch, if it's not pre-planned, I can always count on you. Well, hey, you're welcome. Always here. And plus, you're like the smartest person I know. Nah, I don't know about all that, but thank you. I don't, well, I mean, like, I don't know any super geniuses or anything. You're much <laughs> smarter than I am. Well, thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Well, you know, uh, I do what I can to butter up my, my co-host <laughs> so they come back. You know, gotcha. if I treat you like shit, you're not going to come back. Um, plus, I thought that tonight would be a good uh, reason to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to compile our... Top five essential movies to watch during the Halloween season. And since this is spooky season, and I don't know why people call it that, is that like a basic white girl thing? No, it's just, I guess you could look at it this way. So they start putting up Christmas decor in stores around now, right? And so you have, and they call it Christmas, the Christmas season, or the holiday season, and they'll lump Thanksgiving and Christmas into that. So really, for me, spooky season starts around like the beginning of September. You have Labor Day, and then you have nothing. So for me, it's like spooky season just starts September 1st. It runs through Halloween, and then you have your holiday or your Christmas season. Well, I just, spooky season, it's just like I've only heard basic white girls call it that. Why is it, why is it not called Halloween season? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. I, I can't say that I've just heard basic white girls saying that. But oh, I have. I used uh, to work with a lot of them. Oh, okay. So is this kind of like the Starbucks thing, like the pumpkin spice when yeah, it's pumpkin. August thirtieth or whatever hits. It's kind of like those kind of that kind of stereotype of white girls. Is that where you're going with that? Yeah, or basic white girls, I should say. Labor Day weekend uh, from. I, this is from just my gathering knowledge out in the field. Uh, basic white girl, like they consider it's uh, spooky season, pumpkin spice season, Labor Day weekend. That's when it commences. That's just from my research in the field. No, I'm no scientist. At least I didn't get one, like, you know, at one of those, you know, what they call them, colleges. Call them what now? Never mind. You're what? 
I was saying I don't have a degree to be a scientist. Oh, so well, I don't I, have a degree to be a scientist either. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, I'm just saying that I, from my studies mm-hmm. of the basic white girl from where I used to work with at a certain electronics retailer, mm-hmm. they often refer to this time of year as spooky season. I've just never understood why it's called that. Why is it not called Halloween season? Scary season. I mean, Something you could call spooky. it scary season, but I've just heard it referred to in the past couple years as spooky season. Well, I'm going to fucking get it trending. And I thought year. that it had a nice ring to it, so I just kind of started using it as well. So I'm trending next year. I'm going to get it trending. Scary season. Scary season? Commences okay. Labor Day weekend. Okay. All right. Well, enough of us rambling on about the origins of spooky season. <laughs> um well, we'll just kick this off. The uh, What we're going to do is uh, Jen and I are going to give you all our list of the movies that we consider essential viewing for scary season. See, I'm already starting it right now. Mm-mm. I'm taking it and I'm making it my own. And then after we've compiled our list, we're going to try to put together the ultimate list that the Couch Potato Podcast is going to recommend to you as the essential five movies you need to watch during scary season. See, I've already incorporated it twice. I see that. So I'm going to get it trending. All right. Well, I will let you lead off since you are my very lovely, beautiful co-host well, tonight. Aren't you so sweet? I am. So even, do you go ahead. What? Even during scary season, <laughs> I can mm-hmm. be sweet. Even during spooky season, you can be sweet. <laughs> Enough of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want me to do all five right now, or do you? No, we'll we'll rattle them off. We will go uh, just one. You go one. I'll go one. Just tell me okay. a little bit why you think that uh, it's part of your top five. Okay. And then, so my top one, and I know we didn't have to do these in any certain order, no. but this is what I have listed first, and it so happens to be my number one uh, movie to watch during spooky season. Um, Hocus Pocus is number one for me. I, I watch it probably two to three times a year during spooky season. And I just love it. It's fun. It's Disney, which I love. It's, um, Bette Midler, which I love. It has witches. It has a black cat. It has, you know, the virgin that lights the black flame candle. There's a whole, you know, it's in Salem, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I didn't say that right. Salem, Massachusetts, or as you once said, Massachusetts. You know what, though? <laughs> I have a recording of you fucking it up. There's no recording you of do. you messing it up. You do. Well, you might not. I know. I totally messed it up. I forgot the T. Anyhow. So, I mean, somewhere I've always wanted to go. It's an old town. There's a whole, like, history behind it. And I just love the movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, And I just, I love it. You know, a little fun fact about uh, me and Hocus Pocus. I've never seen it. Never understood the appeal. Is it a nostalgia thing since it, like, since you were more of a kid in the mid-90s than I was? I was in my form of teenage years. Is it just, like, kind of like, a nostalgia thing where it kind of puts you back into your, you know, like a good memory of childhood. Um, it's not, I mean, it's the nostalgia in that I was a teenager when I watched it, but 
do I watch it because it takes me back to childhood? No, I watch it because I just enjoy it. Did you watch the second one? I did. Yeah. Um, I actually watched that when I was in Florida a couple weeks ago and it was good, but of course it wasn't as good as the first. I mean, nothing tops it. So everything I've heard about it's the same. It's, uh, people described it as essentially a way for Disney to get viewers to Disney plus kind of like a cash. Right. Right. And a lot of, a lot of the things that they hinted, and Hocus Pocus 2, I think they're planning on coming out with a TV series. Really? I Just some of the things that they were doing made it look like you could see the next generation of, because I don't like to do spoilers, so, but I can say without... We, we spoil shit on the show all the time. Oh, okay. Well, I don't like to do that, but without spoiling anything, if someone listening has not seen it, it the ending kind of alludes to... A next generation of witches, which is either going to be to to me another movie, or it's going to be a TV show. I personally think it's going to be a TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my my thought process. But I think that's a bad idea personally. But the first one's still the best. So, all right. Well, my first choice is Scream. Uh, I think Scream is a uh, almost essential viewing if you're a fan of the slasher genre, which it basically, it has a very meta feel, especially with like the rules and the, uh, you know, the finale in the house where they're basically like pinpointing, like you don't do this, you don't do that. I just love Scream how like it basically, it kind of is a, I don't know whose phone that is blown up, but yeah, it's essentially like it basically, it, has taken the rules of the slasher movie and kind of like spoofs them to an extent. Plus, I just think it's a really well-crafted movie. I still think it holds up very well to this day. We actually did a Scream episode way back when. If you're interested in checking that out, Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get podcasts. But I just think uh, Scream is essential if you're a fan of the slasher genre. I mean, it basically... Every rule of that genre is put out there for you. And it's also a good teaching tool, too, if you have not. Actually, I think it's a very good tool for someone like our son who is, you know, he's kind of a horror fan, but he's not really, like, gotten into that world yet. It's a good way to teach him the rules of the slasher flick so that he can enjoy the slasher movie even more. Plus, didn't we take him to see the last one, which, which actually I thought was pretty good? Scream, what was that, five? It was just called Scream, but the fifth one. I think it was just called Scream. It was was just, it Scream 5? Yeah, it, was, it was just called Scream. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, Scream, awesome. Um, what is uh, next on your list? So next on my list, I have The Craft. I'm sensing a theme here. Well, it has witches. It's another one that, if I'm not mistaken, I think was in the 90s when it was released. And it, you know, I many young girls are trying to find themselves. And the women in, in this movie, or the teenagers in this movie, I should say, were just so confident in who they were. And, you know, it just, 
at that time, I guess I wanted to be kind of like semi-goth. Like I was kind of into paganism or at least kind of finding out about it. It wasn't for me as I found out, but, um, you know, like I had a little bit of like an emo kind of emo vibes going on there for a while in high school. And it just kind of spoke to me on those levels that, and it, it was kind of interesting to think if that could actually, you know, the, the powers that they had and whatnot could actually come to fruition in the real world, real world. Um, and I just think it's another just really fun movie that to watch during spooky season. You're killing me, Smalls. Killing me. It's got a nice ring to it. What can I say? Well, we're going to get scary season churning. We're flip this around. We're taking it back, guys. Um, next on my list is I'm going into the sci-fi horror realm. And I know some people might, I don't know, they might look at this as a straight sci-fi movie. I consider it a horror movie is the original Alien. Made back in 79. I just think it's scary to the point where I don't think there's been many movies that have captured being isolated and alone in your surroundings as good as Alien has. Plus, it has one of the coolest, goriest jump scare sequences of all time when the alien pops out of John Hurt's stomach. So gross. Which has been parodied numerous times, most... uh, Notably in Spaceballs when he comes out and does the little putting on the Ritz. Um, Plus it also spawned, uh, in my personal opinion, the greatest female action hero in the history of movies, uh, Sigourney Weaver's Ripley. Uh, So, I mean, it spawned a franchise, which uh, some people might say Aliens, the second one, is better than this one. I've been in the uh, former camp just because this movie still is very frightening to this day just because of how it captures, it kind of makes you feel like you're on the ship by yourself being chased by this creature. So I, I'm putting alien on my list too. Hey, that's a solid flick and you can't go wrong with Sigourney Weaver. Have you ever seen alien? I think so. I know I've seen, weren't there a couple new ones that were made a few years ago that we seen? Yeah, the they, they rebooted the franchise with Prometheus, and then they did Alien Covenant. Right, okay, okay. And we've seen both of those, right? Um, so, if, well, I know I had seen those, but as far as the old ones, I want to say I've seen maybe the, I don't remember how many there are, but I think I've seen the first two. I know I've seen the first one for sure, because when you said the alien jumped out of John Hurt's stomach. I remember that specifically because it's so disgusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, well, if you've seen alien and aliens, that's really all you need to watch. They did a third one, which was directed by David Fincher, mm-hmm. which I am not a huge fan of. And then they did alien resurrection of some kind of clone. Oh, geez. That story had awful. Winona Ryder was in it. I think they were trying to pass baton off to her. I did Really care for him. Prometheus and Alien Covenant are okay, but the first two are the way to go. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, what's next on your list? So next on my list is the original Night of the Living Dead. Okay. By um, Directed by 
George Romero, God rest his soul. I've met him. He was a nice man. He was a really cool dude. Yeah. I said, um, we met him, what was that, a couple years ago at a, a horror movie convention? Or just a general horror convention? It was at a, 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 like a horror convention. Okay. It was the peak of scary season. Yeah. Oh, during spooky season? I, I think it was in Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember... I was going to do an autograph, but it was like $60 or something. I'm like, man, I really don't want to pay that, but you can meet him for free. And so I went in there and I just wanted, you know, I said, hell, I just wanted to meet you. You're my favorite director. And um, thank you for all the scares I had as a kid. And he just looked at me so sweet and he goes, well, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he thought I was serious or if he, or if he was, you know, being serious or if he thought I was joking. So he was just saying that in sarcasm. I'm not sure. But anyhow, he was the sweetest man. And I seen this movie for the first time when I was probably seven. Uh, I started watching horror movies at a very young age. And I started with all the classics. So the Night of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead 2, um, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, Carrie, just those are the movies that I started out with, the original Psycho. Um, But this movie I loved because my favorite genre of horror movies has always been zombies. Any um, zombie apocalypse, they're taking over the world, there's a virus and everyone turns into zombies or, you know, like with this, with Night of the Living Dead where it was an army chemical that spilled off of a truck and it seeped into the graveyards where the dead were coming back to life. Um, kind of a, kind of an interesting twist on it. It wasn't a virus, it was a chemical. And even those who had been long dead were rising um, from their graves. So it's just a fun, like, fast pace at least to me it's fast paced it starts a little slow but then it really builds up in momentum but it's just if you want a retro just vintage just really good classic horror movie it's awesome yeah the uh, night of the living dead is pretty cool they had that really awesome remake too back in was it 89 with uh, mm-hmm. tony todd yeah that was really good too um it's funny that you mentioned uh Zombies is I think our son has taken on the love of zombies that uh, you have because uh, he was supposed to come on this, but we're recording a little late and he's still uh, of school age and needs to go to school. But uh, I know on his list he had Zombieland and World War Z, which are two mm-hmm. more current zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Those are really good too. Um, and speaking of zombies, that's actually the next next movie on my list. Okay. Um, I also went the Romero route. But my favorite of his zombie movies is Dawn of the Dead. Ooh, that's a good one too. I, I don't know. Ever since I seen this as a kid, whenever I go into a mall, mm-hmm. this is always like a quirk of mine. I would always look and see where I could go if zombies were to attack <laughs> and flock at the mall. See, that's the thing about his movies; they just stick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know in the the original one, they were in this farmhouse. And I think they ran out of gas and they were just in the middle of the nowhere, excuse me, in the middle of nowhere. Or if they were, it was, they were maybe 20 miles from the closest town. So I guess the thing is, if you're traveling anywhere, make sure you have gas because you never know when um, 
a zombie apocalypse could happen. And if you're in the middle of nowhere with no gas, then, well, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> also was remade by Zack Snyder, which uh, I'm not a huge fan of remakes, especially in the horror genre, because usually they try to make it their own, which is I what you should do with a, uh, like a horror remake, but just it usually falls flat. But Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, I think is on par with Romero's. I know it mm-hmm. might be a, a hot take that some people may not like, but uh, I really enjoy Zack Snyder's as well, and I almost put it on here instead of Romero's, but... Romero's is super cool. Uh, it's uh, my favorite zombie movie. Uh, still, actually, I think I had plans on watching that this weekend. Nice. So, yeah, plus, uh, you know, I didn't really grow up in the 70s, but it does have a very social, political message with it as well, but I really don't get it because I grew up, grew up I'm a child of the 80s. I, don't, I didn't know what happened in the 70s besides Kiss Led Zeppelin. That's all I really <laughs> remember good from the seventies. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead is always a go-to for me. Um, also, if I'm just in the mood for a good zombie movie, it's mm-hmm. like there's like maybe five essential zombie movies. I think it's uh, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. I'm putting Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's a great one. Which almost made Fantastic. my list too. Yeah. Um, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead remake. And Zombieland, because Zombieland's just like a gory, fun. Well, right. It's a roller coaster. Right. I love that movie as well. But uh, yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead for sure. So, what's up next on your list? So, for me, next on my list is Serial Mom. Now, we were talking before we actually started recording. I find that a little interesting because I don't think most people would consider Serial Mom a. Halloween movie, I've, I've always considered it a dark comedy or a black comedy because it's basically making light of like a crazed suburban housewife. But go ahead, uh, let right. me, fill me in on why this right. is and, such a Halloween viewing for you. And that's, and that's one of the reasons why I love it because it is a very morbid subject. I mean, you essentially have a 1950s stereotypical housewife who's just lovely and perfect and everyone loves her. And she just goes batshit one day and just starts killing people who basically piss her off or who she thinks is rude or whatnot. And, but they put a comedic spin on it in a way that it's scary, but it's funny at the same time. And it has Matthew Lillard in it, who I absolutely love. Um, He's hysterical in it. And it's directed by John Waters. And in my opinion, it's one of his best movies. It's just one of those like campy cult, like dark comedy type things that you just can't help but but love and, and watch. I happen to say it's an essential spooky season movie because I just tend to watch that during, you know, September, October, whenever it really does seem to be a the only time of the year that I would watch that movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a huge John Waters fan. I think a lot of his movies kind of go a little too far. I remember uh, you took me down the rabbit hole of John Waters. Cause I'd only seen uh, hairspray 
Cry Baby and Serial Mom. Yeah, those are very lighthearted. And <clears throat> he took me down the rabbit hole of some of his earlier stuff. And, like, I don't know, I was just kind of put off by it. But I do enjoy Serial Mom a lot. Yeah, it's just so fun. It's just a really fun movie. Plus, you get bonus points because Matthew Lillard works at a video store, which I used to work at, too. Right, so. right. Um, the next one on my list, um, most people would probably consider this one of the like the weakest of the, the three movies. I actually am in that camp, too. Um, but uh, I have Army of Darkness oh, as essential okay. Halloween uh Viewing, uh, I think Evil Dead Two is better. I think it's Evil Dead Two is the best of the three, but I am a anyone that knows me knows how much of a fan of Bruce Campbell I am. Absolutely worship the ground the man walks on. Uh, just comes off as super cool and everything. And I think this to me is Bruce Campbell at his absolute best. This is if you're shopping for a Bruce Campbell, this is like the top of the line has all the bells and whistles. This is Bruce Campbell at his best. Plus it's Sam Raimi zombies or the undead. I don't know if they'd be considered zombies or not. Uh, it takes place in medieval times. So you get some of the, the knights of the round table type stuff too. I just think this movie's hysterical kind of blends. This is the horror director that uh, Sam Raimi, I think, eventually becomes like a lot of the, the humor mixed in with the scares. I think he does it really well and drag me to hell too. But uh, this to me is peak Bruce Campbell. So I think army of darkness would get the edge for me over evil dead Two, Just because, I mean, this is Campbell turned up to 11. Now you've seen the evil dead movies, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. He, um, to piggyback off of that, he is, he's a real badass in that third one. That's when he has the chainsaw for a hand, right? Yep. He had to cut off his hand because it got possessed, and then he just kind of stuck a chainsaw onto the end of that, and then he ends up, what is it, back in the 1500s and medieval times, right? Yeah. And he he's just a badass in it. I mean, he's, like, killing zombies left and right, and, you know, he's like a leader, and he's just, I don't know. He's super cool in it. I enjoy it. Remember, I remember uh, a Halloween party that you and I had went to together yes. very early on yes. in our courtship. Yeah. Courtship. <laughs> I remember uh, I dressed up as Ash from the uh, mm-hmm. Army of Darkness. I yep. ripped a shit out of like a, 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 I think it was a denim shirt. Sounds right. I bought a toy chainsaw and I taped a cardboard box around said chainsaw and I held it in my hand the entire night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a really good costume too. I'll have to find, I know that I have pictures of that on my Facebook. When you post that this episode's out, if you want, if you want to upload that picture, that would be fun. I'll find it. Well, then it also fits in with the theme of this episode, uh, scary, you know, Halloween movies. Then they look at my face and they're scared to death, too. Like, this is scarier than any movie. You're being ridiculous. This guy's face. You're ridiculous. He must have a heart of gold, though. That's why she's married (laughs) to You're you're ridiculous. Well, we've got four knocked down. We're down to our last one. What is number five on your list of essential Halloween movies? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And now he is summoned. We're going to have to cut this short, gang. <laughs> but Beetlejuice, uh, awesome choice. Why Beetlejuice? I mean, 
Why not? I mean, it's the Tim Burton vibes. It has Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Um, right before he became Batman, too. Right. And then it has Winona Ryder as Lydia. I mean, it has that old um, pervy Jeffrey. Oh, has pedophile actor Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. yeah, Jeffrey Jones. I mean, he's good in the movie. I'll give him that much. It has um, Catherine O'Hara, right? Mm-hmm. And it has her in it. She's fantastic in anything that she does. And it's just very... It also, have, when, it also has Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, but... Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, you're right. It does. It has both of them as well. I just... Um, it has such a good cast. It's whimsical, but creepy at the same time, which is something that Tim Burton is a genius at. It's is just so... In, in some areas, it's hokey, um, but the comedy is fun. I really like the special effects for the time because I think it was 89 that that was released, yep. 89. Um, no, I think Beetlejuice is 88. Batman 88, okay. But, I mean, for the time, the the makeup and the costumes and everything were just phenomenal, and that was something else that I really... Um, just drew me to that movie as well, how good the costumes were. And even the special effects and, like, when the chairs fold up around them when they're at the dinner table. I mean, even for the time, that that was aw- awesome for special effects. Yeah, Beetlejuice so. is a good one. I always – I kind of have grown tired of Tim Burton's, like, the whimsical, macabre shtick that he vibed he has in his movies. Uh, but I think that – He's done it best in this. I mean, he's done mm-hmm. other stuff like Batman mm-hmm. is kind of a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. And he's done right. some other stuff like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But I think, in terms of what he's best known for, this whole like this 89 to like 92 era of Tim Burton, it's like, because didn't he? Yeah, Edward Scissorhands is in this time frame too. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of along that same premise. Yeah. But I think that this is peak Tim Burton. Like in this whole era, and I think yeah. like his style, I think is best suited in this movie here. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Yeah, for that's sure. a good one. Yeah, I, uh, I remember last year before we did our Beetlejuice episode, which you can also find wherever you listen to podcasts. It's two cheap plugs you've set me up for. Awesome. Hey, um, there you go. But I remember uh, she was two at the time. Our, we were watching it, and our daughter happens to walk up to the TV, and it's the sandworm scene. Oh. And I'm like, oh, fuck. She's going to get scared to death. She's going to wake up with nightmares tonight. But she was glued to the TV just, like, mm-hmm. in awe of watching it. She liked slept, it. Slept, you know, throughout the night, no problems at all. So she's definitely her mother's daughter. <laughs> well, she was then, but now she gets scared of her own shadow. Yeah, well, I don't even know if she would even, um, if she would even watch Beetlejuice now. To be honest with you, because I've tried to turn on Hocus Pocus a couple times, thinking she would like it, and she gets scared. She gets scared of the witches, so I don't. I just don't think she would be able to handle well, <laughs> Beetlejuice. Maybe da- at some point. Our daughter's at that stage where she's like pretty much into uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. True. She's into Fancy Nancy. Kill Bill Volume 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could wish. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm just waiting for the day. Like, Dad, can we watch Kill Bill? Like, 
Yes, little lady, we certainly can. <laughs> That's funny. All of them together, a little too much, but we'll watch one because I think one's best. Um, the last movie on my list is the OG of the slasher film, my favorite horror movie of all time, Halloween. That's, that is a well-deserved one, for sure. I mean, um, can't go wrong with it. Uh, Martin Scorsese is probably my, my favorite director, but a very close second, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I To this day, this movie, I've seen this movie, gosh, geez, 40 or 50 times at least. I mean, I've watched it numerous times, sometimes twice in a row, but this movie still, I still tense up mm. the last 35, 40 minutes of the movie. I'm just like on the edge of my seat. Mm. And I mean, I know exactly what's going to happen. And that to me is a, an attribute to a very good story. I always called Halloween. It's like kind of like those campfire stories that you have heard time and time again as a kid, the scary stories that, you know, like you might hear from like a parent or like a friend that's supposed to scare shit out of you. You know what's going to happen, but it's still, you know, it gets startled. Um, since then, franchise has kind of been on a roller coaster. Um, I don't know any of you that have seen the last Halloween movie, but uh, I know you and I watched it recently. Very disappointed in that. Well, I still have to finish the last 15 minutes. Hey, you're not missing much. I know. Well, I kept falling asleep during it. So, I mean, that tells you how much I enjoyed it. I would have never fallen asleep if it was good. So. Well, it's not even a Michael Myers movie. It's a Corey Cunningham movie. He's that, that kid. The Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. He becomes him or whatever. I I don't know. Yeah, uh, but the Hall- the original Halloween, though, still my all-time favorite movie. Uh, the original genesis of this episode was supposed to be a watch-along of that movie, but didn't have enough time to sit down and watch an hour and a half. But Halloween, fantastic movie, still the OG, the slasher flick. Also, I feel that you would not have Jason and Freddy and Chucky and all these iconic horror movie characters without Michael Myers. So I think on top of being an awesome movie, I also think it's a, a landmark film created a, pretty much a whole new genre of horror movie. So the OG Halloween sits top of my list. I think that's an excellent choice. Well, thank you, my lady. Sure. All right. Well, you ready to put together our ultimate top five lists yes. of the movies that you are, guys need to watch are we taking this from our pre-existing list we are taking this and coming from up our with list. five total out of ten yeah okay uh, real quick though uh we did discuss an underrated horror movie that we didn't name that maybe a lot of people may not know about that they should check out uh so what's one that you would recommend that maybe the masses have not seen yet that they should rush out and watch right away? Well, I think a, a lot of people that we know have seen this, but it's also one that's not very, um, I guess, well-known, if you want to say that, Trick or Treat. Yeah, Trick or Treat is fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. It almost made my list. It's an anthology story, three different little short stories that are kind of connected together by a, very cute demonic doll named Sam. Yeah, it's it's just so good. It's it's a very fun 
but very creepy movie that just kind of stays with you for a while. Um, so, yeah, that's an awesome choice uh, for me. I am going to recommend a movie that we just watched because we haven't been able to watch as much horror during scary season as we would like. Just having two kids, school's in session. Three-year-old is practically a gremlin at this point. But uh, we watched Terrifier a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago. And it's a very low-budget, very gory horror movie. uh, A sadistic clown named Art goes on a killing spree. Uh, Terrifier 2 is currently in theaters right now. It's actually doing really well considering its budget. And they're expanding it into more theaters this weekend. So have yet to see that one. But uh, I was very impressed. I mean, it's it's kind of a cheesy horror flick, but it's really gory. It has a couple of awesome kills in it, which, you know, you're watching like kind of a slasher movie. You kind of want to see just like really cool kills. I mean, let's be real. Mm, for uh, sure. But, yeah, Terrifier is awesome. You can check that out for free on uh, Voodoo. I think has it where you can watch it for free couple other spots you can watch it for next to nothing. So, yeah, definitely check those out, too. So, the ultimate top five. Um, I think for sure Halloween has to be on this. I'd agree with you on that. And I have two more to recommend. Um, the original Night of the Living Dead and then Dawn of the Dead. I just think it. both of those should be included because they're just so iconic. Well, I figured if, well, let's whittle it down. We got a slasher flick with Halloween. Okay. Um, we'll get to the zombie ones here shortly. You want to do the those last? Yeah, because I have a feeling okay. that's going to be a tough one. But uh, okay, we have actually you came through in the clutch with the like the kids movies. We got Beetlejuice and we have Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should include both of them, but if you're going to watch a movie with the family. I would say Beetlejuice should probably get the nod because I think Hocus Pocus is geared more towards girls. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I knew a lot of young girls that watched it. It was it probably directed more so at young girls, yes. But Hocus Pocus is really for a younger audience too. I mean, as much as I love it it's kind of like a five and up kind of a thing. Whereas Hocus Pocus may, or I'm sorry, rather Beetlejuice, a five-year-old may not be able to watch Beetlejuice, but I feel a movie that's going to reach a wider audience would definitely be Beetlejuice. I would have to say that for sure. Okay. Well, I'll (laughs) I'll give you Hocus Pocus then. I've never seen it, Mm -hmm. but I think, yeah, if you're going to put together like a, a marathon of movies to watch with the entire family. Mm-hmm. I mean, your kids are going to be watching movies with you at some point. Right. I mean, yeah, Hocus Pocus, I guess, has a broader appeal mm-hmm. when you put it in that context. So, mm-hmm. okay, we have Halloween. We have Hocus Pocus. Um, I really can't see putting Serial Mom on the essential list just because most people wouldn't identify it as a Halloween right. movie. I can. So we're not putting Beetlejuice on the list? Well, we'll get back to it. Okay. 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 Um. You're going to break my heart. Well, I have a, I have a case. I think Beetlejuice has a, a good case. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, the the zombie movies, I don't think if you're putting together like a, a viewing thing, mm-hmm. as awesome as both of them are, I don't know if you 
I mean, you and I love zombies, so we could easily watch all three of Romero's classic zombie movies and not be, right. you know, like, right. okay, cool, this is a hell of a way to spend a Friday night. Right. Pizza, beer, Romero, hell yeah. or set. But uh, for the uh, for the the viewer that's kind of looking for a little variety mm-hmm. with their horror movie marathon, they may not want to go zombies, like a double feature of zombies. I mean, I can see that. So then if we're trying to decide between the two, then which one's it going to be? I would probably say Night of the Living Dead because it's more iconic, even though I prefer Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. See, I guess where I go with that, would it... Would some people might not want to watch that as much as Dawn of the Dead because Night of the Living Dead's in black and white. That's a good point. I do know tons yeah. of people that this train of thought makes no sense to me at all, but they only watch movies from a certain point going forward. They refuse to watch older movies mm-hmm. because they're older movies. Mm. Yeah, it's unfortunate because some of the oldest movies are the best. Yeah, Especially I mean, when it comes to the horror genre, so yeah. Um, I mean, uh, essentially, a movie is a, for lack of a better term, it's just like a visual book. I mean, it's telling right. a story, right? And you know, stories are going to be whether they're a thousand years old or whether they're a hundred days old. A good story is a good story, but exactly, um, yeah. I, I don't get the old people. You know, the older movies are stink because I'm nineteen, but. If someone can fill me in on that train of thought and make a compelling case, I'm all ears. But uh, you're probably right. Probably should put Dawn of the Dead. Uh, plus, Dawn of the Dead is kind of inspired, you know, the remake. Uh, also, there's a really cool video game called Dead Rising. Mm-hmm. Xbox 360 since been on numerous platforms. But uh, they are inspired by Dawn of the Dead. Too. Oh, Okay. They have like a shopping mall and stuff in the yeah, game and all that inside, jazz. It takes place inside oh, of a mall. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. All right. We'll give Dawn of the Dead the Romero one. Okay. Um, although I'm sure people that are looking at that train of thought too would probably flock more towards the uh, Zack Snyder one, but can't go wrong with uh, the Evil Dead. So we've got three. We've got Hocus Pocus, Halloween, and the Dawn of the Dead. So right. now we've got basically between Army of Darkness, Alien, Scream, Beetlejuice, we eliminated Serial Mom We're off the bat. We eliminated so. Serial Mom. Yep. Uh, I'd say Beetlejuice. Yeah. I mean, Beetlejuice kind of has a very broad appeal. Kids can enjoy it. Plus, you know, adults can uh, enjoy it too. Plus, I, this is the beginning of the uh, the Keaton sense. Like when Michael Keaton became one of the biggest stars in the world, and I have a very soft spot in my heart for Michael Keaton. I know you do. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy putting uh, Beetlejuice. Okay. On the uh, on the list, um, I think Scream's got a very good case. I think I think Scream is probably one of the I don't know. I'd say probably one of the five best horror movies, mainstream horror movies. There's probably mm-hmm. a lot of like smaller films that are much better, but I think mainstream wise, I think mm-hmm. Scream is probably one of the top top five best horror movies. Of the last when that came out ninety seven, so we're probably talking Something close like to thirty that, years. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. And plus, basically, I think for lack, it it, it kind of killed the slasher flick because it kind of clued you in on everything. It kind of lifted the curtain and told all yeah. the magician secrets. It and broke stuff. it wide open. And plus, I still think it holds up really well. So, uh, okay, so 
scream? You don't want to fight for one of your other? I didn't have any others. We we excluded cereal mom. Yeah. And um, you chose Beetlejuice. You chose... Um, chose Beetlejuice, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. See, the craft, I can't say that it, it, that's like an... A, that would be something that would be like an all, you know, who's going to win the five most essential spooky season movies to watch or whatever. But the craft is really just appealed towards or has an appeal rather towards a certain audience. It's not something like I could see you sitting down and just like watching on your own. I've only watched the craft one time and I have not seen it since. And I only watched it. Because when I worked at a video store, it was a kind of a slow evening. It was mm-hmm. around this scary season time mm-hmm. frame. I think we're going to. Try, I think we're in a competition right now to see who can get their phrase in the most. But I remember we had a rule where we could only watch PG or under movies in the store. But I hadn't had a single person come in in like two hours, and I just said, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm throwing in whatever." Mm-hmm. And somebody had just returned a copy of the craft, and I sat and watched it at work. Did you like it? I thought it was solid, but like I said, it's one of those movies I would never revisit again. Right. And see, I could watch that, like, you know, pick it up at any time. Like, oh, craft. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch it. Sounds good. You know, so um, I I can't say, like, I would pick that one just because I don't think it would appeal um, to everyone. But I think that was it because we excluded Serial Mom. Okay. So... All right, so our essential list is Scream, Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, yep. Dawn of the Dead, and mm-hmm. the original Halloween. Yes. All right. Correct. By the time this comes out, you this should be out probably tomorrow evening, which is a Thursday. You have the whole weekend to watch these five movies. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think our lists are awesome, whether they suck. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Couch Bro Podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, give us your top five most essential horror movies to watch during scary season. Let me know if scary season or spooky season is the right term for this time of year. Let us know. We want to hear from you. So before we wrap this up, Jen, do you have anything you'd like to, to add? Enjoy spooky season, everyone. And thanks for having me on during spooky season. Have a spooky season night. I think you win. You win our contest. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, please check us out, gang. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Please send us uh, messages, emails. We want to hear from you. Love interacting with you guys. So until next week, we'll talk to you guys later. And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.